reference. Ten seconds from hot mics. Mics are going hot now. Good morning, everyone. We have an exciting show. Lined is that because I'm here? Morning. I'm back? Is that what it is? Oh, it's Xavier that, is right? back after what? Has it three been? Weeks, three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah, yeah, three weeks. It's been three weeks since you have been on the yeah. show. So I almost Xavier, don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Right? Yeah, yeah you, you almost forgot what his role was. He came in this morning and says, "Do I have to ask questions?" <laughs> no, I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So Xavier <laughs> is back on the show this morning. We have a fantastic lineup of entrepreneurs that are going to be joining us this morning. Very shortly in the show, we're going to be joined by Shannon Horton and Caitlin Horton. They are both a general manager and winemaker at Horton Vineyards. And then later in the show, we're going to be joined by Jennifer Blanchett from Flower Girl Seaville. So oh, this is going to be good. We've got this some is fantastic, a a great lineup. These are, you can tell that they, they like what they do. So this is going to be... This is going to be and great. I like what they do too, which is very. There important. we go. I mean, wine and flowers. I mean, there's, there's not much not to like. So we are very excited for that. We're going to be. I mean, it's a, it's a nice morning to just no, it relax. Is. It is it's going to be a beautiful morning. day. I can tell. Just relax. Get your tafet on leche. Settle down in your cozy spot and listen or watch. Some I'm, I'm surprised the allergies haven't kicked in on you yet. I mean, it's well, been it's, such an early. It's it allergy little. medicine that is holding them at bay. Yeah. Was, yeah. This, this is me post, oh, okay. post uh, Flonase. <laughs> you know, so pre Flonase out. Because, so it's wow, it's been, uh, uh, it feels like it's been a very early spring. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah, I'm a little worried about this allergy season. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Maybe it'll, it'll end quicker. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'll yeah. do My body will uh, get used to it. Yeah. It won't be so, uh, so rough. All right, quiet on the set. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Today Imanyana. I'm Alex. This is Xavier. We're very excited to have you joining us this morning on the Today Imanyana show and the I Love Seville Network. Xavier, glad, glad I'm to have de- you I'm back. I'm delighted to be back. I am glad delighted to, to be back. back. It's been a long time. It feels like ages. Well, it's been three, three, three shows, three shows you weren't yeah. able to make. So yeah. basically, it's been a month since the audience has seen you. Yeah. So, so I know Xavier Well, has the other guys are doing such a great job that everybody's like, does he really have to come does back? Does he have to come back? Does he have to? <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be a couple of people that say, oh, Xavier, Xavier, he's, he's back. The senior so, citizens. Somebody's forgetting you're going to say that soon, right? <laughs> I, can, I can identify with this show again. And Xavier is back. <laughs> so we, we've got a great show lined up for you today. We're very excited about it. We're going to be joined very shortly in the show by Shannon Horton, the general manager, and Caitlin Horton, a third-generation winemaker at Horton Vineyards, followed by, uh, later in the show, Jennifer Blanchett from Flower Girl Seville. So we've got a great show lined up. As always, we love being here on the I Love Seville Network set. Um, just, of course, we're always presented by Emergent Financial Services. We're powered by our friends at Castle Hill Cider. Their um, royal tea is coming oh, it's up. coming up. That's at right. At Castle Cider. So I think it's, it's going to be every Sunday in March. So starting this Sunday, the 5th, the 12th, the 19th, and the 26th, um, the royal tea, so they like they fancied up the whole. And then you get your tea sets. I mean, it comes with cider too. So if you like tea with cider, cider, nothing like you know, you get your you, you get your cider. Um, I'm sure Josephine has found ways to 
just meld cider with tea. I'm sure a little cider on the tea. Yeah, I'm sure she's come up with something creative. <laughs> that's usually uh, that's usually her go-to uh, of creativity. So I'm sure Josephine has come up with something, and of course they'll have like the fancy sandwiches and the, and the stones and so forth, so you can get all dressed up and go to experience royalty at Tassel Cider all the Sundays in March, um, as well as um, Thursdays they've got some live music on Thursday evenings. So you can start oh, your huh. weekend early. Um, at Castle that's Hillside. Good. So that's uh, I know that's a, that's always a, a fun thing, especially. Well, you know, the there's all those better. companies that go on four day week. You know, I don't know if you read the that's study. True. So, so, so Thursday maybe, night. So maybe Thursday night, night is a new Friday night. Yeah, yeah. it's the new Friday night. So uh, be sure to join them at Castle Cider. Of course, there's always uh, partnering with Credit Serious Insurance, our friends Miguel and Chit and Carolina. Now and uh, also with Matias Young Realty. Matias, uh, oh, uh, I'm sure he's going to be on the show. Welcome, Matias. We're uh, definitely check him out. He'll be on. I'm sure to to talk about. You know, we've had him on, so he'll be we back. Have, yeah, I should say right. on the show soon to to talk with us. And of course, we're always partnering with Ford Adelante, the premier Latino networking group here in Charlottesville, Virginia. So I, I, I'm glad to have you here. Be I'm sure glad to like be back. and share. Uh, oh, yeah, I stole that from you. I should have had you, you say that. You didn't give me a chance. Well, it's like, you just take over. I mean, that's my line. You're supposed say, to well, go. What's the other thing they should do in addition to like and share? Uh, like, share, and uh, subscribe. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's a, that's a to, new one. That's a, uh, there you go. To, uh, to today, Iman. Yana, send us any comments, questions you may have. Uh, we're, we're, all, you know, we're always uh, ready to read all the great comments that you have about our guests. And I don't know about you, but then I'm ready to jump right in. Anytime we can talk about wine, it's time to jump in. Let's there be honest. you go. Exactly. Exactly. So we are very excited to welcome to the show this morning Shannon Horton, who is the general manager, and Caitlin Horton, a third-generation winemaker at Horton Vineyard. Shannon, Caitlin, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Oh, it's morning. great to be here. We're, we're very glad to have you here. So tell us a little bit about I mean, Shannon, maybe you could start a little bit about the history of Horton Vineyards, and then Caitlin, you can talk about what drew you to continue the, the family sure. legacy. So... Shannon, maybe you can jump in first here. So Horton Vineyards was started um, by my mom and my dad in 1989. We were incorporated then. We didn't do our first planting into our vineyard until spring of 1990. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So, and um, my father um, never liked to do everything mainstream. He always wanted to do something different. Um, So he was very much a maverick in the Virginia wine Mm -hmm. industry itself. Um, bringing a lot of different varietals to the state of Virginia that have now become staples mm. um, within most of the wineries in the state. So when we first started, our license was 43 um, for the 43rd winery in the state, and now there's over 350. Wow. wow. So lots of wineries that. out there. Yeah. Um, so with um, the biggest thing that Dad was known for was putting in the um, Vonier. Um, and that really launched his 1993 winning international and California awards, really put Virginia winemaking on the map. Um, so that was really kind of cool. And then it just, I grew up with it. This is what we did. Like, mm-hmm. this is, you know, people ask, oh, did you go on vacations? No. <laughs> um, we worked. <laughs> Dad always told around with a vineyard in his yard, and then... Um, decided to launch a commercial vineyard. Okay. Um, and he built the building out on 33. Um, he wanted to make something very different. Um, the refab building was kind of the in thing at the time mm-hmm. um, in the early 90s. And then he actually um, built the chateau-like inspired um, castle that's out there on 33. So 
That's amazing. And Caitlin, how about yourself? What made you decide to continue sort of continue on this road? If there was a choice. Well, I mean, I do have my bachelor's degree in criminal justice, so (laughs) (laughs) there was uh, options. No, um, I graduated in May of 2020, and I was working in the tasting room full-time at that point because I was getting my degree and working um, the family business. And my original plan was to get that degree and then leave. And then our winemaker left in um, May of 2021, and I was like, oh, well, I've worked downstairs before. I've interned for a summer. I know how, like, the basics it works. So I'll go downstairs until our interim winemaker, like, gets his feet settled, and we'll be all good to go. That didn't last long. Um, He was gone before August, and I was like, oh, cool. All right. Um, I've never run a harvest, never been an intern at a harvest, don't know how it works. Um, but I'll figure it out. So I read as many books as I could get my hands on, read as many articles, talked to a lot of winemakers in our area, and I was like, I don't know what to do. And they're like, it's, it's okay. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> um, and then my grandmother brought in a little under 400 tons and 18 varietals, and we had 25 grape contracts to fulfill. Wow. So I had to do that and try to figure out like how to make wine. <laughs> so, right. so, you, so you just jumped right in. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to say with the 18 varietals, I mean, do you create 18 different wines or do, or, or do you have to mix 63. them? 63. 63. Well, we have 63 labeled, um, but with the 18 varietals, they're actually subset. Um, we don't mix a lot. So a lot is a the amount of grapes my grandmother can pick in a particular day. Okay. We won't mix lots until the end of harvest or until we bottle. So, like, I have Petite Men saying at Ellie, which is in Madison County, and I have Petite Men saying at um, our main vineyard, which is in Orange County. We keep those completely separate until we bottle. Okay. Because they are two to, they come in about 30 days apart, and they taste totally different. So we don't want to mix and match them until we know for sure that's what we want. You can't undo something. You can always, like... Add a little bit more, add a little bit less. So harvest is a little Tetris. So yes. we have mm, 25 tanks downstairs that can hold thousands of gallons of wine. And mm-hmm. you're still like, even if it's the same vineyard in our main vineyard, we will still keep the Vognier separated. What was harvested one day, what's harvested the oh, next day. Okay. And to see sure. how they turn out yeah. and yeah. see whether we're going to put them together or segregate something off into our barrel select or we're going to do something else with this one or sometimes um, clients will buy our juice Um, so sometimes we'll be harvesting crushing and getting the juice and then having orchestrating a pickup there's a lot of logistics bring in almost 400 tons of fruit off of 67 acres and Mm -hmm. we sell somewhere around 125 to 200 tons of that um, yeah. And we still make, like right now in the cellar, there's 95,000 gallons of wine. Wow. So so this is literally wine. So you've already made the wine mm-hmm. and it just hasn't been bottled yet. Correct. Right. Because you're waiting to see how it turns out? Well, or? we're doing, um, there's blending trials, there's aging, there's <clears throat> right. what do we need next um, that's coming up? Like one vintage is about to end. Is it time to bottle the next one? Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes if my mom needs to replant a certain area in the vineyard, I will um, try and think about the logistics, how many gallons we have downstairs, and can I bottle for the next four years so those plants are mature enough to be able to harvest. And then we never have a gap for our customer. Like, because we always want them to come back, and we don't want to be waiting around for one varietal. So um, sometimes if we see that coming down the pike, then we will over-bottle so that we can keep it on hand and that there isn't a gap in the supply chain. 
So what would you say is your most popular wine, the one that is sold every single year the most? So the three wines that we have that are most widely distributed are the Vognier, the Cabernet Franc, and the Norton. Yep. Okay. So those three, it's about 1,500 to 2,000 cases of each of those wines make it out into the mainstream and be available at our winery. Okay. I got you. So what is it about this? I know the Vonier is one that, that your website mentioned. That, that's kind of like the, the first one. What is it about Vonier and Virginia that they it became this wine that worked so well? What, like, what did your, your dad kind of see in that, in that grape? So he liked something a little bit more complex for his white wines. He didn't want something so simple. And he liked the complexity of it, that it went with really rich foods, that um, you can barrel age it and... You can actually even um, ferment on the skin sometimes um, and get a lot more complexity. And it's got this huge mid-palate. My daughter hates it when I make that decision. Absolutely. Because (laughs) it has to happen on the crush pad at the moment, and you don't know it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, We we refrigerate all of our white grapes for at least 24 hours to keep the phenols down Mm -hmm. on the phenolic acid. and. California doesn't have to because they harvest at dawn and it's, you know, still the same temperature, 50 degrees. We have refrigerated trucks that we put it in to get to that. It's it's warm already. It could be 80 degrees when you're harvested and you don't. It doesn't cool down at night. Right. It doesn't Mm. cool down enough at night for us. So um, then I will eat the grape and right out of the reefer and decide with the skin, like if it doesn't impart a lot of bitterness, then I'm like, guess what? We're making, you know. (laughs) So So you make that decision. Yes, you eat, do you eat just one grape or like a whole bunch of them? And just see a couple a, of them off different of clusters throughout the, okay, yeah. you know, the one section or whatever. We've looked at the chemistries before, but it's really that taste. Yeah. Mm. She'll always give me chemistries. I'm like, well, what's it taste like? She's like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, go out and find out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then we work with my mom and she's, she'll tell me. My mom still works the field. Yes. Um, wow. She still is in charge oh, yeah. of the crew. So it is a fully functional three generations. Mm. Like she's out there every single day. She tells us what's going on. Oh, yeah. She's in charge. Uh huh. Like, if anybody had any doubt, it, my mother is in charge. 100%. <laughs> she gets the final say, um, but she'll say, this one's ripening a lot better. Like, mm-hmm. this is going to be really good. I think you're going to be able to make barrel select. And then after we make that decision, then we've got to contract and get dry ice. Um, and because while we crush it to stem it and leave it on the skins, we put dry ice on it at the same times to keep the phenols down. You want it extremely cold. Mm-hmm. And then we put it in the reefer, and then we do punch downs every 30 minutes yep. to an hour on it. We taste the wine as it's um, doing that process for up to 12 hours. And then at 12 hours, we press. So usually the process starts at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, and then at 12 o'clock at night, you're pressing. Wow. So your day, wow. and then you guys still got to clean the press. Long. They're long days. Well, and you don't yeah. know it's going to happen no. yeah. until we make that decision on the crush pad. No, because wow. uh, we did that in 2021, and I banned you from making that decision. <laughs> I know. I was like, but you're not allowed really to make good. And I was like, if you're going to make this decision, I need at least, like, 12 hours notice so I can start this. Because I, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to start this decision at 11, and then we were getting out of there at 3, 4 a.m., when we have to start back up at 6 a.m. Like, I didn't want to do that to my staff or to myself. I like sleep. Um, and, harvest. Yeah, I don't know. I, not a person during harvest. It's fine. Um, and so, like, I, I just didn't want to do that. And so I was like, all right, Mom, if you're going to decide this, you need to decide this at 6 a.m. Like, I need you here early in the morning. My mom's not a huge morning person. And, or at least, you know, 
at, at the crush pad in the morning. And I was like, if you're going to make the decision, you need, it needs to be like 7 a.m. at the latest. And that way we could be home by like 11 midnight. Like, that's reasonable. And she's like, yeah, cool, of course. And then she's like, tasting the scrape. She goes, mm, no, no, you're going to hate me. I was like, it's 11. <laughs> Do you understand what this day is going to look like now? Well, yeah, because we had some other things come in, and, and then we had um, mm-hmm. some reds come in, and we were like, we had to crush and distem that. And, of course, then you really got to clean out your yes. crusher distemmer because you've got all these red skins in there, oh, and you just process oh, reds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so mom some brought reds. in some fruit really early in the morning, yes. and so they were doing that. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I need to taste the Vonier in the cooler. Mm. <laughs> um. Worst decision ever. <laughs> <laughs> so then at 3 a.m., I'm like, hey, you want some snack? Yeah, my alarm to get up went we off. We sent the staff home. Okay, we yeah. sent the staff home, and the two of us stayed with one other person yes. and, and stayed. We sent the, the main um, staff home, and then we called them back in 12 hours. So yes. just come back at 1. Because basically you have to put the grapes into the crusher, right? Well, we'll I mean, put it I mean what the is press. it that you guys are doing? Yeah, we put it sure. in the got a lot of press. machines going on. Yeah, here. there's a, the... And, Luckily, once you crush into stem, then you can use a forklift to put it in there. But okay. then it's also the cleaning process. I mean, okay. yes. what people sometimes don't understand is winemaking is 90% janitorial. Yeah, it it's is a good 80% how janitorial. clean you keep your mm-hmm. cellar, how often are you power washing, yep. how often are you scrubbing, keeping all of your surfaces mm-hmm. clean so that you don't end up with contaminated wine, especially if you're going to age it for long periods of time. Yep. And so a winemaker is a janitor. Yeah. Like your main job is to clean. Yes, keep oh, everything clean. I, yeah, he had never occurred to me that that's that that's uh, the, one of the main tasks. Yeah, it, it never occurred to me that. So my my wife's Italian, right? Okay. And her uncles always made wine. And so when I got married, they said, "You want to make wine? I love wine." So I said, "Sure." So they came over to my house. We bought the grapes, made the wine. We crush the grapes ourselves. Now, to be honest with you, her uncle is like one of these. It's like, ah, don't worry about it. It ferments in the in the in the barrel. So, all kill so, everything. Absolutely. So <laughs> we're just like putting everything in there after it's crushed and everything. So, and I'm saying, I don't know. This this process seems a little like it doesn't seem very sanitary. It doesn't seem sanitary, but hey, he says it ferments. And I'll be honest with you, we drank the wine. I'm still alive, so we're good to go. You know, but one but that's a little different. Yeah. 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 Uh, a couple shout outs. We got some people watching Bill McChesney uh, watching the show this morning. Rosalia de Rosalia Cordaro. I think uh, maybe in Miami uh, watching the show this morning. Maybe back no, she's in, in New York. Uh, in New York. Yeah, yeah, so from yeah. New York. So we got Actually, so, New York. so her husband and I are the ones that, that made the wine, that her, their, their uncle helped us make mm. the wine. And so we have they, good stories about that. There but you have it. Too short a show for that. <laughs> Great yeah, stories. Well, be careful because that's how my dad started. Yeah. Oh, really? oh yeah. <laughs> started no, well, in not, the basement, yeah, and then he had to build another building on his main property to get a bigger basement, and then now he has a started oh, a commercial if, winery. If her, if her uncle lived here right now, we'd be definitely having vineyards all over my backyard. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> absolutely, so. absolutely. <laughs> so I, I'm curious that because I know we always. Sometimes it's tempting that I always ask people, I was thinking about this last night, I always ask people, you know, the challenges of doing winemaking in Virginia, mm-hmm. right? But what would you say are some of the, I'm going to switch it up a little, what are some of the joys, what are some of the interesting things that can happen about making wines in Virginia that's, the, you know, I mean, that's because of our climate, because of our soil, that sort of the positives that come out for the wine? So for me, it's because you've got to work for it. 
it, I didn't have to just get up. It, it, everything's great. Everything's groovy. There's like the most fun for me. <laughs> My daughter didn't like it. But when I'm on the crush pad and like something's not coming out the, quite the way that I want it to taste or it doesn't have the richness that I want or it doesn't have this, then I start like, I'm like, oh, you need to saute that. We're going to blend this. Well, how much? I don't know. We're just going to keep tasting it until I like it. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you need to take this and put that in there. Like, it's midnight, Mom. No, I don't care. We're going to do this, and this is going to be really cool, and then you're going to taste it, and it's going to be great. Um, that's, yeah. like, the most fun for me, for especially because we have so many different varietals of grapes. Yeah. With the 18 different varietals, we have all this in our arsenal that we don't have to do powders or additives or things. Mm. We can, you know, if, if a grape comes in and we had to harvest it early and the skins weren't as dark as we wanted them, then we can take the skins from the Norton or the Tanat and we can co-ferment them with the next batch that's coming in. Um, those kinds of things in our arsenal and at our ready is kind of like having a full spice cabinet Mm. like a baker when you have like you've got your stock what you normally have like if i need more acid then i'll just take some early pick like or if i need tannins Mm. i just add a little bit of tanat you know Uh, that's why using your own wines your own grapes to change the flavor instead of having to you know Get other ingredients from outside. Right. We do that a lot. Um, if we think something's missing in a blend or, you know, we'll still be able to keep it at the 85% that we need to bottle it and call it Cabernet Franc, but I can add a little bit of Tanat or I can help it out in the co-fermentation part. That, for me, is like the fun part. Mm. Of course, yeah. I mean, you get to keep tasting wines over and over until it's, you know, your palate says, this is good. I mean, yeah. That, that's a good job to have, really. Yes. So <laughs> it, I, I don't know what it's like to make wine out in California. I only know what it's like to make yeah. wine in Virginia. It has to be a lot tougher so, in Virginia. The humidity and the amount exactly. of rain. Yeah. Like when I list, when I go out there for pourings and tastings, and I sit on a wine board out in California, and when they're like, "Oh, how are things going?" I don't know. I got six inches of rain. Oh, the whole season? No, last week. <laughs> you know, it's it's completely yes. different. Yeah. They're getting a little bit of it right now yeah. because we're seeing all these posts of all the snow. Right. And yes. I'm like, yeah, it looks like Virginia. You know, <laughs> like that's what our vineyard really looks like in March. Um, so they're getting a. a different taste of it i think right now yeah. we'll see how their harvest goes they probably didn't have bud break so it'll be all right so speaking of that i mean how does a year like this year where spring mm-hmm. when we were talking a little about it before comes spring early. some comes so early is that troublesome to you or we're very concerned yeah I, I thought so. yeah we're concerned that all of a sudden it's gonna be 20 degrees and the yeah. buds right, are out right mm-hmm. yeah. like that's the yeah. part like, yeah. i mean we already got sap running six weeks early so that's yeah and it may mean that harvest is early we may get a frost we don't know it's all up to mm-hmm. i don't know yeah you know my grandmother always said that uh farming is legalized gambling yeah <laughs> Yeah, because you yeah. don't know what you're going to get. That's yeah. true. The weather is just so unpredictable. Yeah. It is. Yeah, and people are like, what do you do? And I'm like, pray. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all I got. Light candles and pray. Like, I mean, there's a, there's a couple, like, frost preventions you can there do. Are. But at a certain point, it can get so cold that little to help. no help. help it. Yeah, well, 67 acres is tough to... It is. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of people who actually have the fans and yep. right. machines right. to help with that, but that can only raise it, like, I think a maximum of 4 to 5 degrees. And if you you're at 20, then what would yeah, you yeah, do? It's, it's not going to get it You know, the, the fire machines and the fire pits mm-hmm. can be dangerous in vineyards. Yep. Um, so, you know, you do what you can. Yeah. 
Um, but that's one of the reasons, like, I love making Barrel Select and making that decision on the crush pad because I feel like that's also giving homage and respect to what our crew has done. They have brought us this beautiful crop, and they have maintained and taken care of those vines right. and making something really special and really great in a small batch celebrates that. So is the mm-hmm. Barrel Select label is that something that's it's only from a particular batch it's it hasn't been mixed with other wines so what happens with barrel select so according to the federal government when you put barrel select on a label anybody can put it on there doesn't mean anything unlike the term estate grow okay Okay? so barrel select doesn't mean anything Mm -hmm. doesn't have to what it means for us is every single barrel before we re-blend and turn it into that varietal mm-hmm. or sometimes the Vonier. The Vonier we make a special Pacific way. One. Yes. But for like my Movedra and my Syrah and my Tanat, it was these were barrels that were above board. Like they were They're the best of the best. They were okay. the best of the best. They exceeded our expectations. Mm-hmm. They were just so memorable. That I quarantine them off. Oh, uh, so you don't use them for other... Right. They, they the are what the varietal can do in Virginia. is the yes. best of the best. And what's really cool about the label is um, is on the side of it, it tells you how many barrels went yeah. into that particular bottle. So we have a wow. barrel select to not that only was one okay. barrel. And so we only made like 22 cases of that. Yeah. And I didn't even filter it because sometimes filtering can alter the taste a little bit. And so I was like, no. And so on our Instagram, there's actually a picture of the stave going into the barrel and straight into the bottling which line. is super unheard of like you don't yeah, do you that don't do that that's not the <laughs> most sanitary it's not the most like but the it, chemistries were perfect yes and, and the labs were great yes but you normally don't do that no it is it is not usually a, how you normally do a bottling exactly yeah, yeah. So Taylor, tell us a little bit when you talk about because I'm interested when you talk about the chemistries mm-hmm. and so forth is that just you also I mean I'm not a science major by any it's means. Okay. Are you kind of scientifically looking at, at the yeah, one so like it's, this it's, has this percent acidity or something like that? Yeah, so um, the major things that we do, depending if it's harvest or not, um, is I'll do a BRICS, which is B-R-I-X, which is how you measure residual sugar in a wine. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a one-to-one ratio. So if it's like 9.8 BRICS, that means it's going to be 9.8% residual sugar. So it's going to taste very sweet. Okay. That's usually like where your dessert wines kind of live. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we taste, uh, or not taste, but we do pH, um, which is your basic acid and basic um, kind of measurement. And then you have a TA, which is... Um, Total acidity. Well, it, it's layman's total acidity. It's a yeah. tributial acidity, which is how much you can titrate, but um, which is basically the amount of acid that is, has the potential to be in that, that particular okay. wine. Um, and then you have a VA, which is volatile acidity, which there's only there's a legal limit set. So it means like how much you can have. Um, usually like one is way too much. You want to stay on like this, the lower end of the VA. Um, and then sulfur. Um, we use sulfur. There's some wineries that don't, um, but we do as an additive. So we have a free SO2, and then we have total SO2. And usually how much SO2 you add is how much pH, and that keeps the wine good for... Um, and So like red wines, you put in more than you do white wines because you're going to age, age it. Age them a little more. Yes, right. right. Depending on your total acidity right. and your pH, yes. there's, a, there's a graphic there's a graph. curve of how much sulfur should yep. be present. For it to last to five to ten years. Gotcha. People gotcha. always ask, like, how long is this wine going to last? I'm like, well, it depends on how it was built. Yes. 
and like on the way it was built. Yeah, sweeter wines are like we make some fruit wines. Um, they're made to be drank within like eighteen months. Yeah. yeah, max. They're not built for long aging. Gotcha. They're built to be gotcha. consumed today. Versus like the bear, the barrel select not that was built to be aged for. Like you could age that for another decade, and it will still be phenomenal. Oh, interesting. Yes, I realize that. There's, yeah. so much that yeah. goes so there's so into, much that goes into yeah. Decide and even so you'll kind of yeah you'll make that determination based on the wine. Like if this wine would benefit from aging, mm-hmm. you actually have to you have to sort of construct it differently mm-hmm. from the bottom up in mm-hmm. a sense. Yeah, and that decision is almost made at harvest because you can add. Um, uh, you can add acid to raise the pH. And if I raise the pH, then I can lower the SO2, but it's still safe. And it can still hold on to those mm. floral aromas or the um, rich stone fruit or the yeah, berries. you don't want too much SO2. At nope. harvest, you don't want to add because nope. then you're going to prevent fermentation. Yes. And so there's all of this stuff that you have to think about. Yeah. Wow. But you want some SO2 so it's protected while it's fermenting. SO2 is your number one natural... Um, preservative and that is my number one friend downstairs Um, because it keeps things protected Um, because in fermentation world you're going to introduce it to oxygen well wine hates oxygen so as it becomes more wine it doesn't want oxygen but it needs to release the co2 somewhere so it's just it's a it's a weird balance we use dry ice or nitrogen um on the grapes um when we're pressing and when we're crushing and we're just stemming mm-hmm. um, to keep the oxygen away from the wine to create a layer of gas. Of the, so if you do punch downs where you're pushing the red mm-hmm. skins to make the color into the wines, um, you will actually will then put dry ice over it. Yep. So. Unbelievable. Wow. All, the, all that so, goes on. Wow. Yeah, so so obviously during harvest and, and winemaking, those are a lot of decisions that are being made on, almost on the fly there. It, yeah. It's yeah. very much, and you have to fully trust not only your staff, but your own self and your yeah. own palate. Yeah. Because, like, there's decisions I have to make, and it's like a two-second decision. I can't stop and call my grandmother or my mother and be like, so what do you think? It's like, okay, we're doing this. This is what we're gotcha. doing. Or if, like, something happens where it's like, okay, now what? Like, it's very much a – you can train as much as you need to, but it is a very – on job have to think right now like if a uh a ba- someone drops a barrel while we're moving it okay what do we do now how do we fix this how do we save as much wine as possible how much auctions in there does it touch the floor for too long is this now contaminated gotcha. what do we do now like it's very it has to happen right in succession that's, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. So, and so now there's another way people can enjoy the wine because there's there's like a wine club as well as of course yeah. the tasting room. Can you tell sure. us a little bit about those? I mean, the tasting room looks is that the one that looks like the chateau? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a castle. Yeah, it's a hundred percent a castle. Yes. And yeah. we haven't put new pictures up, but um, during the pandemic, we did put a, a pavilion with a oh, yeah. nice solid roof outside of the tasting room so that now you have more of an ambiance outdoors besides just picnic tables in the vineyard um and it's got a gravel place that um you can still access with strollers wheelchairs that kind of thing um and that's really been a great thing for us to have um just for people to have parties or picnics um people can come to the tasting room since we have such a wide selection 
Um, we usually try and work with the customers and talk to them about their palate and what they like and what they want to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can choose six one-ounce pours. We still do disposable cups on a paper plate that's labeled, but we give you a glass to pour the tasting mm-hmm. into. Yeah. Um, and a sheet that you can go back to your table. But when you go to check out and make the order, we'll talk to you a little bit. Because if you come up and say, I don't know what I like. Okay, <laughs> what do you drink? Yeah. And they're like, well, buying from the grocery store. I don't care. Just tell me what it is. Like... Because that will help us guide what you may or may not like. Right. Right. Whether right. you want something oaked or non-oaked. Do you want whites, reds? Do you want a lighter red? That kind of thing. Um, and then we have flights, which are three two-ounce pours. Again, you get to choose um, out of most of the wines. The ones that sometimes are not open very often are the barrel selects. Of course, that's so we'll talk to you about them. Sometimes they're open because something sure. else happened and one of them happened to be open that day and we'll substitute it in. Um, but usually those are buy as you go mm-hmm. um, kind of thing. Um, and then... So, what was your other? The wine club. Oh, wine club. Wine club. Wine club. Oh, wine club. We love wine club. Okay. So, we started the wine club. My dad never really established a wine nope. club. That was like a new concept when dad started, <laughs> and he wasn't into like new things. Um, so, we did find. Even though he was a maverick. Yeah, even though he's a maverick, he was very much a maverick when it came to grapes and that kind of thing. This yeah, whole, but like the like, whole people thing. The, yeah. So, um, we started our wine club actually during the pandemic. Okay. Um, we, we finally were able to get the right software to be able to keep everybody's credit card protected mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. We, we were always looking out for the customer. So there's a monthly wine club where we choose three wines and we say, hey, this is what we want to send you. And you go, I don't want any of that. And then you can completely customize off our list. Oh. So it's a complete, it's a, it's a wine club built for you by you. Like right. yes. you choose what you want, but there's also fill the cellar club for our really dedicated customers. Um, and they get six cases a year. They get two cases three times a year. Well, and they do get a bigger discount. And they get a larger discount, mm-hmm. and they get that discount when they come in the tasting room. They get that if they want to send Christmas presents. Yeah. Anytime that they yeah. make a purchase, they're going to get that discount, which is normally not available online. Correct. Um, we don't do discounts online. So the wine club people, whether you're by the, cl- by the month or, or three times a year, and then we don't do the pickup parties. That's a really big thing a lot of times mm-hmm. is to do pickup parties um, because we were born out of the pandemic with this. So we decided to send everybody toys because we felt oh, yeah. like everybody needs to have that child in them nurtured. It's great. So, like, you get, like, Play-Doh and Hot Wheels or Yo-yo. you get puzzles <laughs> yeah. in the winter. We send puzzles. What did we just send last month? Oh, we sent like Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, Valentine's Day, yep. Oh, um, something fun. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's always, and some people say that their children are really mad when they postpone the wine club. They're like, but that was my toy box. <laughs> like, and I have asked mom, and you can't just join for the toys. Like, I didn't want the yeah. wine. I just wanted the toys, and mom said no. No. You got to have the wine, too. Yeah, you got to get you gotta No, I just, I just want the toys. <laughs> I want the toys. There you go. Yes. No. No, you just get to make the wine. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, yay. Just banish me to the downstairs. Wonderful. Oh, we got a couple more uh, shout-outs. John Blair, Travis Hackworth. Thanks for watching this morning. Russell Spencer says, love Hortons. Thank so you. Got, you got a fan watching. Thank you so much. Fan liking the show. 
And so, I mean, this has been a fantastic. Before I let you both go, where can people find you sure. and, and get in touch? So they can, um, our website at hortwine.com, yeah. they can um, come to our tasting room out in Gordonsville, mm-hmm. 6399 Spotswood Trail, which is otherwise known as Route 33. Right. Um, we're about 20 miles north of Charlottesville, so come on out and see us there. You can also um, find us on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram. Um, oh, and my daughter started the TikTok account. Okay. Uh, we are Somewhere growing. We go. You're on all the all the platforms. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wonderful. Well, Shannon, Caitlin, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a lot Thanks, of fun. Guys. Thank you. Thanks yeah. so Thank much you. for joining us. I feel fun. Learned oh, so good. Appreciate it. All right, as we rotate. And good here. luck this year. Yes, Thank good you. luck. We'll be we'll be praying <laughs> for no frost, to be sure. Uh, that, see, always love. I learned so much. Oh, me too. I always learned yeah, so always, much. Always learn something. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it really is. It's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. And so. there's always some, you know, some jobs they look glamorous, and then when you find out all the work that entails, like, ooh, there's a, wait lot, a, minute. Of work. There's a lot of work. I think it's the case with a lot of entrepreneurs, right? We looked at the final product, and you're like, oh man, that must be fun to make that. And it's not that it's not fun, but it's also a lot of a work. lot of work. There's yeah. a lot of work yeah. that goes on behind the scenes that you don't see from, you know, from the final picture. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And from one set of amazing entrepreneurs to another, we are very excited to welcome to the show Jennifer Blanchett. She is the owner of Flower Girl Seville. Jennifer, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. No, we're we're glad to have you on. Glad to have you. So for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you decided to start Flower Girl Seville. Of course. Yeah. So, um, well, I've moved to the area about seven years ago. Uh, My father and mom had retired to Stanton from Mm -hmm. New Jersey. Um, I've always... Loved playing with flowers, and I guess it kind of started when I got married. I was living in San Francisco and had a friend who had access to the flower market mm. and said, hey, I'll do there. your flowers for you. So I got to walk through and pick things, and I think I, I mean, I really just designed my first um, event then, and then um, over the years just started making bouquets for people or just greening up the house or what have you, and did my sister's bouquet, did things for my mom. And um, I guess it really happened during pandemic when I started to think, you know, what do I really want to do? And mm-hmm. this feels more like a, than a hobby. Mm-hmm. So the last year or so, I was freelancing with a florist, um, Steel Cut, and Steel Cut. Um, they're, they have uh, Virginia and Maryland. Mm-hmm. But we did a lot of events here in the area, and I just really fell in love with it and decided to try it out on my own. That's, so That's yeah. awesome. So yeah. what, are, what are the types of – are you going to – you know, what are the types of flowers and, and decor that you're going to work with? What, what, what can people purchase from, uh, sure. from Flower Girl? So what I'm, what I'm working towards is a floral design, but as a socially conscious florist. So I recently enrolled in the CIC Entrepreneur Workshop. Yep, huge fans of CIC here. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, the local impact. Mm-hmm. So as a lot of the growers have kind of come together and, and built a collective, their goal is to supply us as designers with flor- flowers from Virginia. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I really would like to, as much as possible, purchase locally. Not only that, but compost what I don't use. Mm-hmm. So if I design for an event like a wedding, by the way, I was happy to hear that they were, what, number 40? Horton was yep, number 43. 43. And now there's 350 wineries. So there's room <laughs> yep. for me in this business. There you go. Know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Especially since so many weddings are at wineries. Yeah, exactly. So I think about that. I'm local, purchasing local to support my farm, our farmers, and then composting. I see a lot of, you know, tendency is to just throw things away. 
Um, more importantly, though, would be to repurpose at University of Virginia, the hospital, or yeah. other areas. I think, I think I'd want to see, as a designer in this business, that it's a full circle for my community. Right, right. A lot more than just, hey, I can create a beautiful event, and that's that. I want to take the flowers intentionally day after and bring them where they can go, because they do have a shelf life yep. still. Absolutely, that's a good point, um, yeah. And then also with that is to workshop with teenagers and hire high school girls to help in the summer. I mean, we definitely have a uh, crisis of mental health with our girls, and I think mm -hmm. I can give back with what I do um, to encourage girls to create mm -hmm. and give them a platform to do something and also at the same time bring in area experts to kind of address the mental health issues. Now, I'm curious, so, so since you're using local, you know, flowers, I guess, as much as, as you can, right, to create, you know, whatever floral arrangement you want, um, I suspect there's a growing season here in Virginia for flowers, so are you yes. challenged sometimes as to whether a wedding's in May or September and October? Does is, is, is that change how the bouquet's yes. going to look? Yeah, and, you know, in an ideal world, I would have a bride agree to dried flowers if they wanted to have a winter wedding. Um, but that's right. not always the case, although I did get flowers a couple weeks ago already, um, just one, one variety, but they were already in bloom. So wow. certainly for the weddings that would happen or events that would happen in the winter, it would require ordering, mm -hmm. um, but I would look to do so as, you know, as much sustainably as possible. Mm, yep. Yeah. And again, this is, this is all new to me, and I, I just decided I want to go into this business, and now I'm like, okay, how do I keep it local, compost, um, try to use sustainable methods instead of floral foam and things like that. So I've, I have a lot to learn. Um, and, but I have, a, I have, at least I have a sense of working within my community mm. and really want to touch it and make it full circle. So you know, that sense of mission and purpose yes. that you have that drive it. Uh, Elizabeth Irby watching the show this morning says patients and the staff at the hospital love the day after flowers oh, at the yay. hospital. Awesome. So they, uh, they definitely appreciate those. Yeah. I, I mean, would think so, right? I mean, for sure. And that's a great hiring opportunity for, for me is to have, you know, freelance help. Um, where I can hire, I don't know, I've already been thinking about like people who have been incarcerated and are getting mm. out to come and break down an event and see, wow, this is so beautiful and I can have a, an income doing so, yeah. Yeah, working with beauty. And mm -hmm. it, uh, there's, there's, there's been a lot of talk that I've seen recently about you know, just the notion of how beauty can impact your life and, bring, and you know, just give you a sense of purpose, bring you positive feelings, and flowers are, of course, yes. a beautiful way to do that. They're kind of a Always, natural yeah, beauty. That's true. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. I, as I was freelancing this past year, and I'd show up in the florist alley, set everything up, and I'd say, oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful. She's like, you say that every wedding. I'm like, because it is. <laughs> it's just like it, it's, it's, my, it's something I really love. And um, to create it, to have started freelancing and realized, like, the very first wedding I did, I, I just knew I wanted to do it. I was like, oh, this is what I want to pursue so mm, that's that's fantastic yeah. Yeah. yeah there's something about flowers that just bring right I mean there's like that freshness that color mm -hmm. right and and you just when you just see flowers whether it be in the center of a table right or or I mean I remember I when I used to work in uh, in New York um when you enter the floor where we used to work there was this huge table and every day there was this huge bouquet of flowers so when you walked in yeah. I mean obviously it must have been pretty expensive but every day was a different one but you walked in and just kind of looked at it. it just it made you feel good, yeah. right? Just you go to work and you see that's the first thing you saw, right? Yes. And it does. It just gives you a different perspective to life and how you feel that day. For 
for sure. Yeah. I mean, during pandemic, I homeschooled my children, and I live in an HOA, and I had a little classroom, and there were things blooming all around. I was like, i got to get the kids out, and then I just started mm -hmm. cutting stuff. I mean, branches, weeds, whatever. Just we, we created and we put it out there just to bring that sense of joy and life back exactly. um, yeah. at that time. Yeah. So that really helped shift for me perspective, um, mm -hmm. and also to see them happy with being out in nature so exactly yeah. exactly that's that's the beauty of it what are some um floral arrangements i know being someone into in floral decor what are some types of decor that people often don't think about because i know your basics that people i know you know everyone always mentions you know well you know there's the bouquets yeah for brides and bridesmaids and so forth what are some kind of interesting ones that you've done that that maybe people should think about that they don't often think that you can use flowers for this sure um well i'm actually going to learn how to do like wearable um, types of flowers so I've, I've, I mean there's an online plethora of courses you can take so wow. I've seen some beautiful things with like a scarf um, things around the wrist a headdress um, but those are not skills I quite have yet um, but I do think I'd like to bring you know dried elements together with fresh mm. elements which I also don't see very often yeah that's that's not on yeah. but that makes it they can be very beautiful they can you know the big grasses coming out um, but you know when I got married it was just I had a few centerpieces, I had a bouquet, we decorated the aisles, it really wasn't, this was a long time ago before, <laughs> you know, the Instagram and all the photos. Mm. So now you see a lot of really beautiful installations which um, go up the mantle and there's greenery everywhere, mm. or you see these beautiful arches um, or ground arches. And brides, I think, now are really seeing possibilities of using them in everywhere um, to their budget, you know, yep, exactly. as much as they can. But, yeah, so it'll be interesting to like get into some different things and. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Casey Turner watching, liking the show this morning. Uh, Thanks hi, for Casey. watching, Casey. Awesome. So I, I'm curious because I mean we're big fans of community investment collaboratives. Mm -hmm. What kind of led you to say, okay, I'm going to take the 16 week uh, workshop? So it was kind of on my radar. A friend of mine had taken it. She's launching a coaching business, and she knew what I was into. And she said, you know, you're already starting. I think this would be a really great mm -hmm. fit. For you to really you know focus because I tend to just say yes and I start <laughs> and then next thing you know I'm like just doing it but right. um, I do want to be smart about how I do it and so I applied um, at her suggestion and I'm really glad I did yeah. no it's it, it's fantastic just it's a see. great yeah and it's a just great wonderful like we have to see you take that plunge of saying okay here's all the things I'm going to do behind the scenes that are going to make make this work yes, and be successful definitely and then just through that um, there was an email about you know applying for a grant already mm -hmm. so yep. I'm you know I'm hopeful I feel a little eh right now it's a, <laughs> a lot I am um, happy to say I just signed my first client for a wedding in July congratulations fantastic yeah, thank you yeah, I know. Super pumped. I did a bouquet workshop at, not a workshop, but just a bouquet station at King Family Vineyard a few weeks ago. Wonderful. And the young bride happened to be there, and she came over, and we just got to talking. And she said, well, I, I'm getting married here, and I have some florists who I've been talking to, but what about you? And so I told her more about my mission and what I wanted to do, and that I was new. And I proposed to her and provided a quote and everything and kind of kept my fingers crossed, and I just felt like we made a really good connection. So... I'm looking forward to it. That's fantastic. That's, fantastic. Yeah. That's, That's wonderful nice. to yeah. hear. Makes you feel yeah. good, right? Yes, yeah, for sure. It really does. It's funny, too. At the workshop, I told the group, 
I said, you know, I really felt good about this. I, I made a connection. I'll find out tomorrow. And everyone's like, oh, good luck, good luck. <laughs> now I get to share it with my entrepreneur group. But oh, so next Tuesday you'll be able to, so Tuesday, they don't know yet. They don't know. Well, well unless they're watching. Right now, no. Unless they're watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and what a great group. I mean, there are so many people doing really mm -hmm. amazing things and having the mentors behind them, all the volunteers who come in. Uh, I think I'm really going to learn a lot. And I just, just the exposure to my community, I mean, that's, only being here seven years, it's it says only, but it takes a long time <laughs> to pull um, down roots. Yeah. yeah, especially when you're raising kids and you know you're just sort right. of you're exactly. insular into your own life. Mm -hmm. So it feels really good to like think out and bigger, and it's all out there. So yeah, I yeah. mean, a lot of people who have gone through the sixteen week workshop that we've we've had them on the show, mm -hmm. and they'll say sometimes even more valuable than the knowledge gained yeah. is the connections that you form and because networking, you form. Yeah. You form like your peer group because it's people who sure. are going through the same thing you are. Sometimes it's people who have, you know, failed at a business the first time, but they've yeah. learned. And so now that it's nothing's ever a permanent failure, right? I mean, it's just failure is a sure. way that you can learn more and succeed the next time. So they, yeah. you'll have people say, yeah, I, I did that. Here's what I learned. Yes. Here's, here's something you should try. So just amazing the network you form yes. to connect with others. And that really just helps you grow. Well, what scares me, and they say, okay, whatever you think your plan is now, just be open to change, you know? Be open mm -hmm. to this different possibility, and I, I think that's good advice. It's hard, though, because I feel so clear. I feel so, like, this is how I want to go about it, but I'm, you know. Yeah, I mean, we had, yeah. we had uh, Kate Purnell from uh, Central Virginia Swim Services. Like, she does swimming lessons. Mm -hmm. She was on the show, and she told us when she went into that workshop, I forget what business she was, but it yeah. was not... Oh, not the swimming and so she, as she was going through she would describe to um, Shannon who's the who helps run some of those classes right mm -hmm. yep. what she was doing with the swimming and then he, he said he kind of looked and said that sounds a lot like a business oh, and then wow. it just clicked like yes. oh my goodness I'm already running yes. a small business I, I can do this so it's yes. amazing how you just learn with what you're doing mm -hmm. the ways to, to, to make that a business and to fill that yeah. need in the community. Well, you know, it's people that have seen, especially, you know, the CIC, the, 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 those that help, right, mm -hmm. um, teach. They've seen so many entrepreneurs and they see where they fall, you know, where they stumble, things, things that they can help with. So they have all that knowledge. And sometimes it's just like, did you ever think of this, you yes. know? And it's like. No, I, I haven't. So that's the beauty about that is that, you know, one, you get peers there that are in the same boat you are, and they're, they're talking about their challenges, and you say, wow, those are the same things yes. I'm going through. And yeah. so somebody else says, yeah, but this is what I did. Right. And so it's very helpful. It really is. It's, it's an amazing yeah. program. Shannon actually asked me on the very first call we had, did you ever think of... I, you know, telling them what I want to do. Well, what about just selling bouquets? Do you ever think of that? And I say, no. <laughs> and I said, I, I don't, I, I mean, my heart is in this whole, like, bigger thing. And then we got talking more. I said, well, maybe if it was, like, a group of bouquets. And I was able to drop them off. He's like, so now, there you go. <laughs> so he's good at asking those questions. Yeah, just drawing out possibilities. Yeah, yeah, so check back with me in six months and we'll, we'll see <laughs> where, where we are. But, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about that. You know, what, what would you say as you're... As you go into this like first full year, yes, you're most looking forward to that, that try to bring you the most. Success. That first client, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> well, that passed already, so it can't know. be that one. <laughs> that was one of those. Yay! So um, I mean, just the the process of learning, and I think having that first event, sort of mm -hmm. the, watching it grow and seeing it come together, and yep. and the joy that 
you know, people are feeling over what I create, um, watching it come full circle. So, you know, the, the purchasing local, the mm -hmm. composting piece. I mean, I think I'm, I'm excited about the whole process because for me it won't be just an order, a setup, and then a breakdown. It will yeah. be a really, you know, an intentional, meaningful right. experience. And I just can't really wait to see where that goes, you know, and, and who kind of comes in and says, like, yeah, I want to be a part of your, you know, mission with girls mm -hmm. and work with, exactly. you know, um, mental health issues. So this is a great platform, you know, to be able to talk about it. Yep. And when yeah. a way to give to give back is, I think sometimes and I know we, we tend to compartmentalize and say, well, here's business, mm -hmm. and then after I'm successful with business and I'm about to and I retire, then there's giving back, yeah. right? But in reality, it doesn't have to be right. compartmentalized. You're kind of combining them mm -hmm. both, combining a mission embedded within the very heart of what you're going to do as a yes. small business owner. Yeah, probably most excited about getting a, a space. Mm. Right now, it'll be my mom's garage. Okay. <laughs> uh, for for you know putting everything together, um, and I'm definitely looking forward to finding a, a space here in town where I can do it. Oh, there you go. I'm sure. So. What a garage is for, right? Isn't that really? Didn't for like Steve Jobs start in the garage? Yeah, Steve Jobs started in the garage. So absolutely. We're, we're going big here. Exactly. Exactly. This is just the beginning. This is this is the one small step, and then one big step. Yeah, I found out about a, some kind of uh, something you can purchase that when you put, plug it into your room, it becomes like a cooler. Wow. I don't. I don't know. Someone. I, I don't have all the details here, but it will enable you know me to cool that to area cool the, off. Keep oh, the wow. flowers okay. cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot of knowledge on Instagram. Um, one particular florist I follow in Southern California, and she does a lot of really sustainable things and mm. is putting it out there. So I have a lot to learn, but it's good that people have blazed the trail already. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, the, the notion of sustainable mm -hmm. and making sure. That like we're using local flowers when yeah. they go. I mean, that's the purpose. I mean, to, to wherever possible, and it's not that like we can do it all the time, but right. wherever possible, you keep the money flowing in our own community so that yeah. you know it's it's returning to us. It's it's yeah. kind of staying here and lifting up other people, even as you're doing business yeah. and people are purchasing from you. Right. I mean, isn't it cool to think like these these growers that a bride's going to choose these flowers, then they're going to, all the people are going to enjoy them. Then the next day they're going to be at the cancer center exactly. yeah, or, or at the teacher's desk or wherever, you know, I just, there's so many, um, especially today, just people need to be uplifted. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. That's got to make you feel good. No doubt. Oh, about it that. has yeah. to. Even when the flower is like sort of wilty and I see it go in the trap, I'm like, no, <laughs> I'll dry you upside down and use you again another day. Exactly. Because I mean, sometimes, well, you even see it. I mean, the, sometimes it's so enjoyable if you every once in a while come across like an old book where someone has pressed mm -hmm. a flower. Yeah. I mean, it, it bears no resemblance to the flower it was, right. you know, 20 years ago. It's a beauty of ago. its own. But it has a beauty yeah. of its own. It has a kind of aged and reflective beauty. Yeah. It's not bright and eye-popping anymore, but it's kind of, it, it's yeah. mellowed down, but it, it brings its own sense of, yes. of comfort and peace. So it doesn't have, things don't have to look perfect or like the way they were when they first came out mm -hmm. to, to be beautiful. Sure. And uh, there's a space for them in a bouquet. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're making a bouquet, you need to, there's really four flower types you're looking at your big mass type of flowers which mm -hmm. are the you know the ones that catch the attention you have filler then you have flowers that are linear right. um and then you have you know your accent flowers so when you're building you have to really incorporate all of those different elements to make a beautiful bouquet and to make a bouquet and i i'm working on the spiral method where you just continually turn 
the flowers into, it's a geometric, really it's a geometric pattern. So all the stems lie a certain way. And you can make a bouquet quickly, but it looks kind of like it's, it's not a ball. Yeah, it's right. not one-sided. You're constantly turning it. And if you need to, you know, walk away, you can lay it down and pick it up mm-hmm. and continue. And so I'm learning. I'm still, but it's geometry. And it's kind of neat amazing. the way um, Interesting. all those different <laughs> things go together to create the, the thing that looks like, how did they do that? You know? Yeah, exactly. Because, you yeah. know, you see the finished product and it pops out of you as one mm-hmm. beautiful thing, but you don't realize the... I hate to call it science, but the sure. the creative science that goes into that the the patterns that are necessary yes. to give you that single impression. Yes. But all the little pieces that have to come together in the way yes. in the flowers you pick, but also the way mm-hmm. you put and, them together. And keep them together. That's and the yes. hardest part, right? Yes. You know. And that geometry of of spiraling them enables them to kind of stay together. Yeah. And also when you're done, you can lift and pull things out the way you need to for the shape that you're going for. Um, but yeah, it's not as simple as like it's not just grabbing a couple of flowers and, and sticking it, them next no. to each other. That's what I do. They're, that's fine. Doesn't look, it doesn't no, look sure. as good though. Well, you know who to call. You know, you exactly. Well, that, that's why you call a professional. Because yeah. you're like, I, uh, yeah. I don't want to do this myself. Well, and it's I you mean, know? there's so many lovely flower shops in town, and you can get some gorgeous flowers and, and arrange them yourself. However, you know you want to but when it comes to like these events and exactly. all these photo ops you know well that's the purpose yeah. right you're that's the value you're adding does any right. business right we always talk about like the, what an entrepreneur adds is value it's saying mm-hmm. oh i right, hear these pieces which yeah i could get all the pieces myself right. but when you combine your talent and your yeah. effort and your knowledge you you add a value to that that yes. i couldn't add exactly. yes. to those exactly. pieces so it's been a lot of time at Trader Joe's making stuff and finding those four flower types and working them together, um, which has been a lot of fun to practice. So That's fantastic. So yeah. b- before we let you know, where can yeah. people find you, learn more, and, and get in touch? Sure. So right now I'm just on Instagram at Flower Girl Seville. Uh, I have Flower a website, Girls. which will also be Flower Girl Seville, but I haven't gotten that up and running yet. So people can follow me there. and. We can go from there. And Instagram remains the perfect yeah, place for is. flowers. It's a, it's yeah. A, yeah. I was actually I thinking I should change the name to Flowerville. Flowerville? Yeah, oh. but maybe in the future. Yeah, I don't know. But get it, even, even if you don't decide, see if you can get it so that no yeah. one else gets it before That's right, you. Yeah. And before you. Yeah, no one, if you take it, you heard you're it here trouble. first. Yeah, you're in big trouble. <laughs> thank you guys so much for the opportunity. Oh, thank, thank you so much for coming. It's yeah. been an absolute thank pleasure. You. Thank you. And we look forward to, to having you back as, as you grow and, uh, Absolutely. and finish the workshop. She'll be so busy with she won't be able to get back, come back. Well, you know well, after the workshop. I think, I think I should make a little something for your love sign here. Oh, there you And we go. could do like a little cascade of some sort. I don't know. There you go. We'll ask, we'll ask our producers. Yeah, right on. Thanks so much, Jennifer. Thank appreciate you, it. Thank you. Uh, so much fun. To always, just, as always. Just, and again, you just learn so much about the. I had no idea what you know what went into making a bouquet. You know, I mean, you I mean once the, she, she explained that you know you wrap this, but then it starts to make yeah, sense. Yeah, it starts to make sense because, like I said, it's not the. It's like I go to the backyard, I collect some flowers, and I put them in a vase, and, and sometimes just, I just shove them in. Good. I just shove them in, yeah. and it's like, well, then you're looking like, and then your mother comes and arranges them. It's just like, there's a technique that goes into it. Yeah, there's a rhyme and reason. Yeah. Oh, well, this was a great show. This I enjoyed. Was. This was I enjoyed everyone that came on. Just you can tell they love what they do oh, and so knowledgeable about yeah. it. It's yeah. just it's it's really amazing to see. Well, that's what we learned. I mean, it, listen, in every single profession or every single you know little business that you have, you know, there like you said, in addition to adding value, 
there's some there's uh, there's a basic knowledge that you need to have mm-hmm. that you just assume oh that must be easy but nothing really is easy right it takes time it takes effort and it takes experience sometimes mm-hmm. to get that product to where you want it to be absolutely yeah. so it's been it's been fun thanks so much thank for, for being thank you for having me back thanks I appreciate for coming back always always love it when you, when you're back <laughs> next week also got some fantastic uh, guests that are going to be joining us two artists actually so we're going to have okay. um, Brianna Field is going to be joining us as well as Davi Leventhal is okay. going to be is going to be coming on so two fantastic local artists that are going to be uh, joining to us it. next Thursday uh, a little shout out Elizabeth Irby happy belated birthday it was her birthday yesterday yesterday that's right so a very happy birthday to uh, the one and only Elizabeth Derby. Thanks for commenting today and for always uh, liking the show. Maybe she's still celebrating today. Yeah, she can still be <laughs> celebrating. We're celebrating. So we just uh, thanks for commenting and for, and for liking the show and watching the show this morning. Always appreciate it. And thanks to everyone who commented, liked the show, shared the show this morning. Always appreciate it. Be sure to send us any you know, entrepreneurs or people you think we should feature on the show. You know, there's never a cost to... To feature someone on the show, so we always well, the cost is to have to put up with me, but that's, that's yeah, different. exactly. It's a small price. It's a small pay. price to pay. Small price to pay. I said, can you put up with the affable Xavier <laughs> B for an hour? <laughs> and uh, so this has been fantastic. As always, you know, appreciate being here on the Out of Seville Network. Appreciate Jerry behind the Jerry camera behind, that's right. this morning. Really making it work. We 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 didn't pull anything crazy. We didn't say, uh, "Hey, you want to get Nick on? Let's just add him on the fly." <laughs> So we uh, we kept it simple. So like, do I have to add him in? Be like, hey, hey, does he want to get on? Let's get him on. on. So we really appreciate that making us all look good. Following in the uh, in the footsteps of the wonderful Judah Whitcower making us look good today. So appreciate that. Um, as always, appreciate our partners, Emergent Financial Services, uh, Matias Young Realty, uh, Craddock Serious Insurance, and Castle Hill Cider, along with Forward Adelante, the premier Latino networking group here in Charlottesville, Virginia. As I mentioned at the beginning, be sure to check out every Sunday this month, the Royal Tea. You, have to, you do have to uh, sign up for that in advance. So go to okay. castlehillcider.com. You can find all the details on the Royal Tea up at Castle Hill Cider. Um, we look forward to seeing everyone next week. I think, are you back with me next week? I, I, I think, think so, so, yeah. I think, I think so. my calendar so Jay, says Jay, I'm Jay back. Jay's going to be yeah. back with me next week. We'll no guarantees, on. but yes. No guarantees, but uh, hopefully the case. We'll be looking forward to that. Look forward to seeing all of you next week. Uh, enjoy this beautiful day. Enjoy yeah. uh, what should be some, some nice weather here in Charlottesville. And we will see you next Thursday. But until that time, as we always like to close out of the show, hasta mañana. <laughs>